0: Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Philippians chapter 4. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends, I plead with Eodia and I plead with sancti to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women, since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at the last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all of this through Him who gives me strength. Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel— when I set out for Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Apaproditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will meet all of your needs according to the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet all of God's people in Christ Jesus. The brothers and sisters who are with me send greetings. All of God's people here send you their greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Paul writes in verse 1, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you who I love and long for, my joy and my crown stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. Paul conveys the tremendous love that he had for the Philippian church. This is a church that he had, uh, as I said in the introduction, many personal things to say to. Uh, He loved them. They were early supporters of his uh, ministry. They were early converts in his ministry, and he had a a real large place in his heart for them. In verse 4 he says, Rejoice in the Lord always, I will say it again, rejoice. And he's previously said this earlier in Philippians. This is the position of all true Christians. I know that hardships come, and sad things happen, and we go through the trials of life. But ultimately, we should be able to rejoice in the Lord always. Paul's admonition rings down true through the years. Two thousand years later, it's the same thing inspired by the Holy Spirit. We who are found in Christ should be able to rejoice in the Lord always, in sorrow and in victory, in sadness and in joy, always we should be able to rejoice in the Lord. Paul says, let your gentleness be like that of Jesus to other people. He says, let your gentleness be evident to all because the Lord is near. So in mind of the fact that Jesus is with us, the Holy Spirit is with us, God the Father is watching, we should be examples to those around us as Jesus was an example to us, gentle and meek, lowly and humble. Someone has defined biblical meekness as power and authority under control. In other words, meekness does not equate to weakness. Gentleness does not equate to weakness. It equates to having power and authority, but having it under control. Why? Because the Lord is near and because the Lord Jesus set the example for all of us. Verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now this idea of, in every situation, communing with the Lord, and praying, and speaking to the Lord, this sounds good, and it sounds right, and it's preached everywhere, but an actual point of fact, it's a very difficult thing to do. I want to tell you a little story. In 2009, along with um, three other ministers, I went to China on a mission trip primarily to work with Christian relief workers who were supporting those that had been affected by a huge earthquake in the center of China. This earthquake went for some 150 miles of devastation, and after the state-run relief efforts were kind of filtering out, the Christians stayed to help with the relief efforts, and they they were very tired, Uh, They were overtaxed. They were overburdened. And so a Chinese lady I know asked if we would come and minister to the relief workers, and we agreed to do so. And so early on, the Chinese officials were gracious, but they didn't want the local people who were Chinese meeting with us Westerners. So they began to break up our meetings. They didn't arrest us. They didn't threaten us. They didn't do us any harm. But they continued to break up the meetings, and wherever we tried to meet, with the local believers, they hindered these meetings. And so I had a running dialogue with the other men that were with me, kind of joking about the situation. I didn't find it especially threatening. I actually found it kind of humorous. We found ways to work around the objections of the local officials. For example, we rented a bus at one time and picked up the relief workers and ministered to them on the bus as we went through the streets. And um, on another occasion, we went to a panda zoo and met in a great atrium on the property of the Panda Zoo, and we ministered to the relief workers there. So we found ways around it, and I kept a running dialogue just joking about the conditions throughout the course of our whole trip, which was about two weeks. At the end of the two weeks, one of the men who was with me said, Pitts, your comments, your running observations have made this trip fun and taken away the tension, just made it a lot more fun for all of us. And immediately the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said, Why don't you ever talk to me like that? Now, friends, I was totally taken aback. This was not an audible voice, but I knew God had spoken into my spirit. Now, here was a living man, my friend, who had commented on the fact that in every situation, I had been sharing the details of what I was observing and sharing what we were going through with my friend. I wasn't anxious. I had a running commentary. A lot of it was humorous and ironic, and I was enjoying myself. And my friend was enjoying my comments and enjoying my input and enjoying my presentation of the situation. For the Lord to speak to me and say, Pitts, why don't you ever talk to me like that, was totally shocking. I had no idea that God was interested in the little minutia, the day-to-day minutia of our lives and even of our mission trip. And so when Paul writes, in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, He means in every situation. Friends, it's all right to have a running dialogue with the living God. He loves you. He loves your story. He loves your life. He loves your observations. And I'm not talking about saying mean things or or telling dirty stories or anything like that. But I think the Lord is very interested in how we see life and how we view situations. And I know that it's changed my relationship with the Lord. And to this day I have a difficult time Speaking to the Lord as a man would speak to his friend, but honestly, I believe that that's what the Lord requires and what the Lord desires. You see, friends, everybody knows that there is a God in their heart of hearts, but few people know the Lord. Many people pay allegiance to the Lord in an effort to get out of hell and to fulfill a religious duty, but how many people actually relate to Him as a friend and share their innermost secrets and confidences? How many people actually talk to the Lord As they talk to their good friends. I want to encourage you to do that. Paul in verse 12 says, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And so what is this secret of overcoming every difficulty? What was it that Paul learned? It was this in verse 13, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. You can too, my friend. I don't know what you're going through today. You may be facing illness. You may be facing difficulty in your marriage. You may be facing family trials. Your children may be in a terrible situation. You may be having difficulty with your education. The Lord knows. You may be having health problems. Whatever it is, Jesus is at your side, and you, through him, can do all things through Jesus Christ. He's the one who strengthens you. And so Paul overcame every difficulty this life threw at him. He was beaten. He was shipwrecked. He was stoned. He was incarcerated. As you know, ultimately, he was executed. But in all things, it was the Lord who gave him strength to overcome every situation. And the Lord will give you strength, too. Paul writes, My God will meet all of your needs, according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Friends, that was true when Paul wrote these words 2000 years ago, and it's true today. I wanna read an apostolic blessing from Paul from verse 23, and then I wanna pray for you. Paul writes, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Lord, I thank you that your grace is with our spirits. Lord, I thank you that the grace of God has come down to us today and will be with us till the end of the age. I thank you, Lord, that you are indeed the God who meets all of our needs according to your riches in glory. Lord, in Christ Jesus, we're able to do all things through him who gives us strength. We recognize the truth of what Paul wrote, that we know that we have more than enough. We can be content in every situation in Christ. Lord, we do desire to relate to you more intimately as friends and confidants. Lord, Teach us to present not only our requests, but our observations, our thoughts, our hopes, our dreams, all with thanksgiving, all with honor, and all in a way that's pleasing to you. But Lord, help us to transcend religious observation or religious duty. Lord, make it relational far beyond anything we've ever known in Christ Jesus. Amen.